Hello, friends. Welcome to part one of our conversation with five-time Impact Wrestling champion, Madison Rain. Today, she gives us some great stories and a behind-the-scenes view of what life is like as a professional wrestler. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. All right, Steph, I've got a question for you. What's your favorite book of all time? Uh, obviously, you met her where? Oh, I thought you were going to say the Bible. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh. What's your second favorite book of all time? You met her where? <laughs> <laughs> a distant second. Totally distant. It's a pretty good book. Sorry, God. It's still a pretty, pretty good was. book. But we're so excited. Where can people get our book? Honey? Okay, I know this. Uh, Amazon.com. Yes. Barnes and Noble. Yes. And? And our website, KevinStuff.com. And, and what happens if they buy it off our website? <gasps> what do they get? Uh, an autograph from us. Yes. Who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So, listeners, if you've already read the book, thank you so much. We've had such good feedback. One thing that helps us, if you can give us a review on Amazon.com, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much, and thank you for listening. All right, Steph, we are in for a treat, honey. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You're excited about this. I'm giddy. I'm giddy. Yes. You were giddy last time. I'm giddy today. The challenge we're going to have is wrapping it up, yes. right? Because we could talk to this next guest literally all day. Yes. So we will do our best not to do that. Mm-hmm. So ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is a fitness trainer, a very fit mother. Very fit. A social media influencer. And oh, by the way... She's also a five-time knockouts champion at Impact Wrestling. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to tell us a good story, Madison Rain. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for the intro. <laughs> I'm also a college student. That's not nearly as cool, I know. But <laughs> Yes. Well, Madison, thank you so very much for joining us. Steph and Thanks I are absolutely ecstatic oh, to have a conversation. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Yes. A lot of fun. I'm, so, I'm thrilled. You're from Ohio, is that correct? Yeah, I'm from a really, really small town about an hour and a half northeast of Columbus um, called Coshocton. Yes. Most people have never heard of it. Roscoe, um, Roscoe Village, right? Roscoe Village, yes. I lived like six minutes from Roscoe Village. Okay. So that's where I grew up. And there was like cornfield, bar, random wrestling school. So how on earth did you go from Roscoe Village to a five-time champion and a professional wrestler? Yeah, uh, it was a really, really bad um, dream that I had that I, (laughs) no, I have two older brothers um, and my story is very similar to a lot of other people who have gotten into professional wrestling. Like we grew up with it, right? Um, I'm the baby in my family. I have two older brothers. So every Monday night, they would watch wrestling with my dad and I wanted to be included. And so that's how I developed my love of professional wrestling and baseball, because I wanted to be included in guys night. Uh, (laughs) So fast forward, I graduated high school. Um, I was a cheerleader and ran track and played softball and all of that stuff in high school. Started going to community college. Um, 
was training for a fitness competition and walked into my gym one day and saw a flyer for a wrestling school. It's like, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I walked in. It was literally just this gigantic like garage with no AC and it was sweltering hot and smelled like sweaty men. Um, and I was just like, who do I talk to and, and how do I sign up and, and be a wrestler? <laughs> um, and I was all of like a hundred pounds then. And the guy was like, mm, you go to the wrong place. Like the nail salon's over there. <laughs> because how tall are you? Uh, five, three, if I stretch in the morning. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, he took my money and, and trained <laughs> me, this guy. And um, I mean, that's kind of the beginning of what is now a oh, 2005, 15-year career. Wow. When you were in community college, what were you going to school for? What were you planning on doing? I wanted to be a nurse it's initially. A, it's a great Ta-da. career. Yeah. Yes. Great career. My mom was a nurse um, for 18 years. And I thought like, Yes. Job security. Like I've always had a heart to help people. This makes perfect sense. I'm, I'm fascinated by the body and biology and, and all of these things. This makes perfect sense. But I, I still to this day really struggle with the idea of graduating high school and then at 18 years old, knowing exactly what you want to be when you grow up. Right. It, it's it's wild to me, and I know a lot of people do it, and that's like the traditional path that a lot of people take. Um, but needless to say, I have taken a few turns and changed my mind a few times. And while I love my nurses, <laughs> um, it, it's just not. It, it ended up not being something that is was going to fit for me. Now, is it true that when you dropped out of college at that time? You were a 4.0 student before you went to professional wrestling. Is that correct? Yeah, that's true. Um, To be fair, I wasn't in the nursing program yet. I was taking all of my prerequisites. Who cares? Um, Still. still That's still darn impressive. And I was going part-time. But yeah, I had a 4.0. My parents were paying for me to go to school at that point. So when I went to them and said... So what do you guys think about this? (laughs) They, uh, they weren't real happy with me, but that was kind of my personality when I was a kid. Like I wanted to do pageants. So I signed up for a pageant one day and I did it and I did pretty well. Um, I wanted to try out for the wrestling team. My high school wouldn't let me, but uh, like I was still dead set on, on trying it. I wanted to be in a fitness competition. Like that's just kind of the story of my childhood. I'm stubborn. I want to do something. I figure out a way to do it. That's awesome. So Steph, earlier today, I was doing my research on Miss Madison Rain. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you ready for this list of accomplishments? I love it. Yes. Okay. Miss <laughs> Madison Rain was ranked number five out of the top 50 female wrestlers in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine. Mm-hmm. She's a women's champion with the DCW, IWC, Shimmer Tag Team Champion, USA Women's Champion, OCW Women's Champion, two-time, which is Ohio Championship Wrestling. Now, she is a five-time TNA, which is Total Nonstop Action Wrestling Champion, and a two-time nonstop, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling Tag Team Champion. 2014, she was the TNA Queen of the Knockouts. 
She also competed in WWE's 2018 May Young Classic and their Ring of Honor. And now she's also, to add to this resume, she's a female commentator with her husband as well on these wrestling matches. You are a big Ta-da. deal. Ta-da. All five, three and a hundred pounds of you. Uh-huh. I, I'd say it worked out pretty well for you, Madison. And uh, yeah. at, at what point did your parents be like, okay, this was actually a pretty good decision? Um, so it didn't happen right away. Right. Um, I So you mentioned OCW, Ohio Championship Wrestling. That was um, my, my training school, the company that I first started with. So professional wrestling is very similar uh, to baseball where there's like, the minor leagues, right? Um, which are like high school gymnasiums and really small shows. But you have to do these to get experience, to put yourself in front of a crowd, to have matches on film that you can then send off. Um, well, in my day, you put them all on a DVD and sent them off. Now there's social media, so you don't really have to send anything anywhere. But you, you essentially work all of these really small shows to build your resume to send off to a place like WWE or Impact Wrestling where I work. Um, so I did all of that. And while that was happening, I wasn't getting rich by any means. And my parents were like, what are you doing? (laughs) Um, So it took me three years from the time that I started wrestling um, until I started really kind of creating a buzz. um, And the whole time, my parents are like, college, college. This is not a full-time job. College. So... I said to them, give me, at one point, I said, give me one year. If I haven't made any progress in one year, if I'm still working at these same small companies doing the same thing, I'll close that chapter, move on, go back to school and and do things the traditional way. Well, a year later, I wasn't on TV yet, but I had taken baby steps and that was enough to let me like, beg for another year, like, give me one more year. Here's what I've done. And in that year, um, I I was contacted by TNA wrestling, which is now impact wrestling, same company to come in for a tryout. And it was at that point that they were like, wow, like that's really awesome. And then two months, it took two months, which in the grand scheme of things, isn't a long time, but when you're waiting for a call back, um, on what right. could be a life-changing opportunity, two months is an eternity. So then when I got that call two months later and they offered me my first contract, I remember like I had this little tiny apartment. I was bartending at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I was in my work uniform, like getting ready to leave. I get this call and I just fell on the floor in my hallway and started crying. Aww. And I called my dad and I told him and he started crying. And so I think at that moment they were like, Thank God we just kind of took our hands off of it and let her do her thing because like, she's proven us all wrong. Wow. So, Steph, we just moved into a new rental home. You know who's good at homes? I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby. Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio and everyone is absolutely amazing i want every one of them <laughs> i want that one or that one oh maybe that one the Gorgeous. only problem about 
lubycompanies.com. It's hard to spell. Uh, there's no way I could spell their last name unless you would have told me. I guarantee they get asked every day, how do you spell that? So friends, it's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Go to that website. Phenomenal pictures of what they do. From new construction to like new renovations, the Luby companies are here to partner with you. They are also a proud sponsor of... Tell us a good story. Madison Rain is your stage name, correct? Yes. Yeah. Your real life name is Ashley Lomberger. Lomberger. Okay. Yep. It's a really, really awesome wedding gift. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you, Josh. Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so, who calls you? Who calls you Ashley? Does Josh call you uh, by your stage name? Or like, what do you go by on a daily basis? So when uh, on the off night that I still wrestle, um, which is becoming less and less now that I'm doing more things still within the wrestling bubble, but it's really difficult to do commentary and wrestle at the same time. So when I am wrestling on television, like he has to call me Madison and it's the strangest thing to hear it come out of his mouth. Um, but that's the only time like he, there's never a time where he's like, Hey Matt, Ash wife. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, and like within wrestling, it's funny because it's like you call everyone by their stage name because at the surface level, that's what everybody knows everybody as. But as like friendships develop, you then kind of see this shift and people start calling each other by real name because now you're communicating outside of wrestling. Now you're friends outside of this crazy space. So, I mean, we're all just trained to kind of respond to stage name or real name. Have you ever messed up during commentary or fighting and said their right. real name besides the stage name? No. You haven't? No. And I think it's because, like, once we're in that space and the lights are on and the cameras are on, like, my brain just, and maybe it's because I've been doing it for 100 years, my brain just switches to, okay. We're in wrestler mode. I'm Madison. That's this person. That's so-and-so. Um, so knock on wood. No, I haven't messed up yet. So where did you get Madison Rain? Uh, TNA gave it to me. Um, so when they called and asked me to do a tryout, um, originally my tryout match was going to be what they call a dark match. So it would still be in the studio, in the arena, um, where the fans are all like, like they've all filed in, but right before they start filming television. So it's still the same atmosphere. It's still the same energy, but it happens just before filming starts. Um, so I was a little less nervous because it wasn't going to be seen by hundreds of thousands and millions of people, but three days before, I was supposed to leave for Orlando. I get a phone call and, and um, the guy from TNA goes, okay, so a couple things. You're still going to have a match. Um, it's not going to be a dark match. It's going to be live on TV. No way. Yeah. And your name's Madison Rain. We'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> okay, I'm Madison. Oh yeah. my goodness. So, mm-hmm. so when you show up, they give you the outfit. They tell you like mm-hmm. hair color or what you're supposed to look like. You're good cop, bad cop. Like, how do you figure that out? So, um, I mean, it's, we are 
I call us all like we're trained stunt people, right? Like we tell a story. So we're actors in that sense, but we do our own stunts. But the caveat on that is we don't get our script months before the way that an actor does. Like we show up day of, find out what we're doing and then start piecing it together same day. Um, so in that specific instance, when it was my, my tryout match, they gave me no direction, right? Because this is your tryout, right. bring us your best. We'll see if it's good enough. And, and then from there, then once you're signed and under contract, like whatever your image is, when you come in, you kind of have to keep that unless you um, get approval to change it because they're doing things like creating action figures and, and creating your eight by tens. And if you're constantly changing your look, then they have to keep updating that oh. stuff. But from jump street, it's like, bring your best gear, like go have a seamstress, make you something cool, come in, show us your, the best version of yourself, perform the best you can. And, and we'll let you know if it was good enough. <laughs> and it's on live TV. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So how did you mentally picture Madison rain was going to look like, what was her colors? What was her hair color? Like, what was your idea for her that night? That night, my, well, the match was a, like a five minute match just to enhance their current talent. But at the same time, they were trying to see if in those short minutes, I could do something right? Like show them something that would impress them. So I wasn't so much a character that night as just like this small blonde at the time, bubbly, uh, 22 year old girl from Ohio. Um, so basically it was just me, but I had to turn it up to 11. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so and in that, are you like thinking I'm going to do this stunt? I'm going to do this, you know, move this jump. Like, how are you thinking choreographing this with someone you've never met before? Um, in that particular moment, it, you, you don't think like you, you don't come with a bunch of ideas to present. You kind of do what's asked of you and then feel it out from there. And I knew enough to know, okay, this person that I'm wrestling, I, I did my homework on her. I knew everything that she did, like all of her signature moves, all of those things. And then in the back of my mind, I kept a short list of like, okay, if she suggests do something right here, I'll have something to bring to the table. But at that point in time, like you don't come in and say, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. You come in and say, what can I do to help make you look good? And in the process, hopefully that makes me look good. Wow. Ah. That's interesting. I'm fascinated by this process. So yeah. are you having a conversation with your opponent in the middle of the match? Um, it depends on the person. Like some people prefer to, I think it, I mean, I, I'm not a professional dancer, but I would think that it's very similar. Like I watch dancing with the stars and I'll sometimes, because now I'm looking for certain things that, you know, the average viewer is not paying attention to, but I'll see the dancers talking to each other. So I know, okay, that dancer is leading that one to whatever is next. Some people prefer to have it all kind of laid out. Um, so that there isn't any communication that might get caught on camera. Um, so that part's kind of just personal preference. Wow. What happens, and you're leading into this, what happens if someone gets hurt? Do you instantly say something? Do you know? Can you see? Like, how does that how interaction? Do you tell? Yeah. Uh, well, if someone's legitimately hurt, the match will stop, right? Like, 
we are a live production. Right. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're still cognizant of the fact that we're doing something that could lead to missteps and, you know, accidents happen in, in every career field, but in this one specifically, like it, it stops your job. Um, so if somebody's hurt, like we, we stop the match and, and take care of them um, and move on to whatever the next segment of the show is. Like we don't ever encourage somebody working through an injury, right? Like, mm -hmm. well, if I trip and my ankle hurts, but I know that it's not broken and, and I can still run and I can still perform and not compromise myself or the person I'm in the ring with, I'll keep going. Um, but if it's something like, I got the wind knocked out of me. I'm not sure if my ribs are okay. Like we're going to communicate that to the referee. Who's then going to just stop the match. And, and, you know, we have the luxury at the company that I work for. Um, a lot of our stuff we tape, especially right now with the pandemic, we tape in four week blocks. Um, so if God forbid something happens, we can, we can stop and then fix it in post-production adding time where we need to, or, you know, if we need to do another match because this one got cut short because unfortunately somebody did something that they hadn't planned on. Um, there are ways around that, but we certainly never try to be Superman or Superwoman and work through an injury that could compromise either person in the ring. Mm -hmm. So with wrestling, of course, professional wrestling, it may be predetermined, but the wrestling is real, right? When I see someone jumping off the, the ropes, landing on people, that is real. The injuries are real, right? Yeah. Have you sustained any significant injuries, I guess, over your 15-year career as a, as a wrestler? Honestly, I've been, again, knock on wood, um, I've been really fortunate. Um, you know, some skin knees and bumps and bruises and um, one time... I had a concussion. Um, but in, in the span of 15 years, if, if that's my list of injuries, like I've, I've done pretty well for myself, but it's also because I'm not crazy and I don't try to work outside of my skill level. Um, you know, there are those, those wrestlers who look like they could be Olympic gymnasts who just flip and fly off of everything. Um, who train for hours and hours and hours every week to, do those things safely. That's just not, especially now at this point in my career, that's not something I'm interested in. Um, I'm a lot of character. I am a lot of like telling a good story. Um, and yes, to your point, is it predetermined? Yes. I think we pulled the curtain back on that years ago. Um, so I don't even try to like argue that point anymore. I just simply leave it at, you can't fake gravity. Like right. you can't defy gravity. So when you fall down, it's going to hurt. And contrary to popular belief, those wrestling rings are not just like pillows or trampolines. Like it's unfinished, like wrestling mat, like amateur wrestling mat on top of boards oh. with a canvas around it. So it does give, um, and you can see that like, as people are running, right. like there is a little bit of movement, but it's certainly not like jumping on your couch. Right. Because it's like, is a plywood underneath there? I think, I don't know. Yes, okay. some kind of wood. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to hear her signature moves? Oh, yes, I do. And please don't try any of these on me. I okay? might, yes. The bridging Northern Lights suplex. The yeah. 
face breaker knee smash, the head scissors takedown, the inverted swinging face buster, the grapevine cradle. Who comes up with these names, by the way? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure what a grapevine cradle is. I'm sure <laughs> okay. it's something that I do. Um, it, it, wrestling fans know a lot more about what I do than okay. I do. So that list is, it's all accurate, but some of those things I'm like, oh, is that the, the this thing? And okay. I, I, I don't know who comes up with them. Though. Okay. We've got the scissor stomp, the single leg Boston crab, and the <laughs> swinging neck breaker. And then her finishing moves. I love these, Madison. I love these. Okay. Finishing moves as Madison Rain. There's the chance of rain. There is the rain check. Uh-huh. There is the rain drop. Uh-huh. There is the cross rain. Those They're are cool pretty cool names. names. Those are really cool names. That is very cool. That is I mean, you can cool. only get so creative with the name rain, right? Like, what happens when it rains? Oh, okay, raindrop, chance of rain, <laughs> cross rain. That, that one was, Josh came up with that. So I can't take creative credit for that one. So speaking of Josh, uh-huh. Steph, have you seen a picture of her husband? You guys are the most beautiful couple. <sighs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yes, I have. They seen won it. the genetic lottery. They really these two. did. <laughs> you could tell why they both are like the face of this wrestling company. Yes. Oh my goodness. So you are pretty cute. <laughs> you are a the first ever husband wife sports broadcast team. Is that correct? It is. So much as, as my knowledge tells me. And I, I always say, like, when I, when I give these facts about myself, like, I always also say that I'm the first woman who ever had a, a career as a professional wrestler on television, left to go have a child, and then come back to my career. I always say I'm the first person to do that, too. But that if I'm wrong, the internet will tell me, because that's what the internet does. Um, so, yes, to my knowledge... Josh and I are the first um, husband-wife sports, professional sports broadcast team. That is very cool. Do you enjoy doing it? Do I enjoy it? Yes, but it makes me really nervous because he's been doing it for so long, like 15, 18 years now. Because he was on the WWE, correct? Yes. So Mm -hmm. he did it for WWE for a long time and then came to Impact and has done it for five years. So he's really good. Um, and I'm not that good. And I know I'm not that good because I've had two months of experience. Um, but I also know that a female broadcaster in any sport um, is so rare that I right. want to do a good job because I'm like carving out my place in this, you know, wrestling as a whole is a male dominated sport. But now I'm even going one step further into this really small group of people, the small circle, and there aren't very many females who do it. So I want to do good for that reason. And I also know I'm going to be a direct reflection of Josh, Mm. regardless of, of whether I do my own homework and, and I tell him like, don't give me like, just let me learn this on my own. People are going to assume that he's teaching me and coaching me. And he is because he's really good. And I, I, ask him for critiques and feedback and things. Um, but I want to do well for him too. So I put a lot of pressure on myself. I bet. So when I was looking at your Instagram earlier, 
There are several pictures or a handful of pictures, Madison, where you are like jumping through the air, right? Like a superhero. And the, and the one that I saw, you were jumping off the ropes and very cool picture. I mean, it's like a superhero, like, you know, flying through the air. But I looked at the crowd's reaction and there are multiple people behind you in the stands like gasping yeah. with their hands over their mouth, their mouths open. And I immediately thought of your husband. I'm like, your husband, and I'm putting myself in Josh's shoes. Mm-hmm. I would be so nervous, like trying to commentate, but my wife is right up here flying <laughs> through the air. I'm nervous. How does he, how does he handle that? Is he nervous during your matches when he has to do the commentary or he's just a pro at this by now? I think a little bit of both. Um, he, he's really good at what he does. Like, one of the best in the world. Obviously, I'm a bit biased, but he's he's one of the best. Um, so he always maintains his composure. Um, but I ask him that because you know, very rarely I will do those things where I fly through the air like like a superhero. And I ask him, like, did it make you nervous? Like, <laughs> no, because I know that you wouldn't do anything that you didn't feel confidently about. Um, so he hasn't ever let me believe that he gets really nervous. However, there was one time where um, in a match that I had last year, um, there was kind of a misstep between the person I was wrestling and myself. Um, and I was supposed to kind of hop over the top rope and land there on the, on the apron, but still on the ring. Uh, and somehow my feet missed the ring and I just fell to the floor. Oh, uh, I was fine. It looked a lot worse than it was. Like I was probably because for 15 years I've taught myself how to fall down <laughs> and do it in a way that I'm safe. Um, but it looked pretty nasty. And I could see him hop up from his announce table oh. and look over to make sure I was okay. But then two seconds later, I hopped right back up on the ring. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so that was the only time that I that he's ever um, shown me that, I made him nervous. Oh my gosh. So how, okay. So in your guys's relationship, did people know you were dating or was that like a big hush hush thing? They knew after a couple of months, mm-hmm. um, coworkers, um, fans didn't figure it out until we posted uh, a picture of us getting married in Nashville. Uh, so it was wow. like, surprise. Um, we were only dating, though, six months before we got married. Oh, wow. So for it to be like a major shock to wrestling fans was not a huge surprise because it had only been a short time that we had been dating. Um, but, I mean, at first we were tried to keep it hush-hush because he technically was office and I was talent. Um, and at a bigger company, that would probably be frowned on more. Um, but just because he and I, I feel, were professionals, we didn't want to let a lot of people know right away. Um, but, I mean, inevitably, people are going to see us showing up to work together and leaving work together and talk, having lunch together at catering and all of those things. So um, it didn't take long before we were like, okay, we're just going to let everybody know. <laughs> okay, you talked about catering. Let's talk about food. Yeah. How is your (laughs) diet? Are they super strict with catering with you guys? Are you super strict with your diet? How, how's that dynamic? 
with wrestling? It depends. Like it, it varies day to day. Um, some days it'll be grilled chicken, a vegetable, rice. Other days it'll be like meatloaf <laughs> and <laughs> mac and cheese. But um, a lot of wrestlers are very regimented and they'll like a bodybuilder. They'll bring their own food with them um, anyway. So we don't rely too heavily on catering just because we don't have, like, it's always good. The food is always delicious, but at the end of the giant table of food, there's always like a, a dessert table. Um, and sometimes I've, I've even asked like, mm, you know, we're a bunch of athletes who don't wear like full uniforms <laughs> to wrestle in, right? Like you exactly. understand what our work uniform <laughs> is. Um, but I've also been guilty of, of grabbing a brownie or five before I had to wrestle. Ashley, earlier when you were describing yourself, you yeah. said originally you're just a bubbly blonde <laughs> with a big personality from Ohio, right? Yeah. That is how I would describe my wife. Okay? 100%. A bubbly personality from Ohio. And I thought, would my wife be a good wrestler? Okay. Oh. Now, I think stuff. If I'm being honest, okay, you would be very good with the physicality. Okay, okay. I'm not saying you could like fly through the air Probably and do not. flips, no. mm-hmm. backflips in the air, Mm-mm. but I, you are strong. Mm-hmm. All right, you would be able to pick somebody up and slam them. The challenge for you, honey, would be the emotional part of it because you want people to like you. Yeah, you it's like true. them, they like you. Yeah, even if they're in character, you'd be like. It, did I do something wrong? So why are you being mean to me? And Let's like, no, 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 no. talk about this. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. We're still, we're still playing around. Okay. And then two minutes later, they would pull your hair a little too hard. Like, hey, did I say something? Wait, whoa, did whoa, I do something? Here? Like, oh, okay. No, no, no. You're just really into it. Yeah. And you would not do well with that at all. That'd be hard. That would be very yeah. hard for you. It would be. Now we heard with you, you're a fan favorite. Like everyone loves Madison Rain. So how does that happen? How do they? <laughs> Is that not right? true? We are, I thought um, we were a fan favorite. Do we have a I, twist I, here lately? No, I've I've played both sides of the fence. I've been the the good guy and the bad guy. I mean, and sometimes it writes itself. When I come back twelve weeks after I had my daughter, and I'm back in a wrestling ring, like that story writes itself. You're automatically the good guy. Uh huh. Um, but I really excel being the villain. Really? Really? That's more fun? Yeah. And I've heard throughout my career, um, coaches and my trainers and people say, the best wrestling characters are you turned up to a million. And I strongly disagree with that. For me, at least, I was, I was in drama when I was in high school, like pageants. I like the spotlight on me. I like to perform. So I like to be the complete opposite of what I like to think my real life personality is. And I like to be the one that's like more of a villain and who can say things that in the real world, you re- like you can't say certain things <laughs> right. to people and, and call them ugly and, and do all of those things. But it's welcomed in a wrestling environment. So for me, it's more fun to totally flip the script. So when you've got the microphone then and you're yelling at somebody or whatever, is it hard to keep a straight face? Because like you said, you're saying things that would not fly in real and life. And you're saying them to your friends. Yes, Are you that's not? true. Yeah. yeah, I am. 
And it's, I try to think back to like years ago because I've been doing this for so long that um, it's not difficult anymore for me to keep a straight face. But there was one time that I remember specifically, um, if I say the wrestler's name, Sting, does that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I had an in-ring like speaking segment with Sting. And all day long, I was so nervous. Like my palms were sweating. Like, oh my God, I used to watch him when I was growing up. And, and now I have to be in the ring with him. If I mess something up, is he going to be mad? All of those things went through my mind. And he came up to me and was just like, so calm and so gentle. It's like, do you want to walk through this? And do you want to do this? And yes, please. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. Um, we got in the ring and we were literally nose to nose screaming at each other. <laughs> And at one point in time, my character was like always screaming at people. And I had this really like high pitched squeal. And so I was doing that at him. And then unbeknownst to me, he had already planned in his mind, he was going to do it back to me. And so when he, when his voice went way up here and matched mine, I about lost it. It was so funny, but then watching it back on TV, it was so good. It was so good. It was like, it was one of my favorite things that I've ever done, but it's one of the times that I almost broke character. Oh my gosh. Well, that would have been a fun reaction when you got backstage and like, oh, Hey, yeah. you should have warned me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so fun. And, and he's just like this gentle giant. He's like six foot, whatever he is, which to me at five foot three is just a giant. And he's also this icon that right. I used to watch with my dad when I was a kid. And now I'm working alongside him. He's telling me how awesome I did and, and thanking me for, for working together. And I'm just like, this is my life. And I've had a few of those moments where it's just like, this is my life. This, this is awesome. I'm so glad that I didn't like that. I took the road less traveled. Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandseth.com. That's all I know. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners.